You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Good afternoon. Welcome to Conversations and Meditations. I'm your host, Virgil Verricks, and welcome to the show. Okay, so today is, wow, November 9th, 2019. This is is getting crazy. The year's moving by real, real quick, which is good in a lot of ways, but in some of the ways it's not so good. But uh, today on on our show, I kind of wanted to talk about something that kind of got in my head the other day. I was talking to one of my friends, and... Her and I were talking about the concept of wearing a mask, right, and having a mask uh, at certain times and certain moments. This podcast is going to be mostly about the masks that we wear, and the other half probably will be more focused on how to process emotions, at least the way I go about it, and how to figure out your, your true essential self. So I think this is an important topic primarily because in many moments throughout our lives, we find ourselves in an environment, in an area, in a situation where we feel that we can't be ourselves. We can't be our true, genuine selves. And for some people, it's worse than others, right? Some people, every time they go out and you know have an engagement with other people, whether it's close friends, acquaintances, uh, their significant others, they don't act the way they act when they're by themselves. And they don't feel the way that they feel when they're by themselves in, in, in a lot of different ways. It is interesting because I do think this is not unique. I think everybody has dealt with or deals with this issue of, you know, wearing or putting on a mask in, in certain scenarios. Um, but I think, you know, something to kind of ponder and think about for a little bit is when do you act completely like yourself? Is it all the time? Is it when – you're by yourself, just hanging out? Is it with certain people that you're really close with? Uh, what does that look like? And is yourself something you're proud of or is it something you're not necessarily proud of? That's another important thing to think about. Another another really important question is when do you change how you're acting? Is it based on your physical environment? Is it the people around you, like I hinted to earlier? Is it the mood or the current mood that you're going through? Is that what's causing people to uh, change the way they're acting? So I think, like I said, you know, most of us had to wear a mask one point or another, you know, whether it was with the intention of behaving, acting more excited than we actually are, uh, or trying to impress somebody. But in a lot of ways, it is a negative way of dealing with our emotions and dealing with scenarios because it doesn't allow our true genuine self to come out and 
teach ourselves and teach others about what we think. So, for instance, if you are wearing a mask constantly while engaging with other people, the likelihood that you'll ever share your true feelings with them is slim to none, right? And the li- and that is, I mean, in some ways, I can see how some people can make an argument like, oh, there, there's a there's a benefit to that. I can protect myself. And honestly, I think that's irrational. I don't think that's a really good way of dealing with some of these, some of these emotions that we go through. But if you just take, just, you know, think of the, the concept of a mask. You know, the mask is, and I'm not talking necessarily psychologically right now, masking psychologically. I'm just talking about a mask that people wear. You know, Halloween was just right around the corner. So think of a mask. What does a mask do for you? A mask conceals your true identity and presents another one towards anybody, to anybody you're talking to or seeing. So like that, people do people do have emotional masks, you know, and these masks we hide behind because of fear, in my opinion. I think fear is the motivating factor for a lot of these masks that we have. You know, if we're insecure, we might hide behind the mask of all, the, you know, just different types of different emotions that you could put in that would make us feel less insecure. If we are unsure about our power, our mask might end up becoming more of a bully or more cold or cold-blooded or uh, meaner, whatever. If, if, you, if you don't believe that people out there genuinely love you, then we hide behind a mask of anger. And this, this, happens, this happens to a lot of different people in a lot of different scenarios. So it's not just the, the superficial mask of like, oh, I'm going to be more excited than I am because I'm in this environment. It's also, oh, I'm feeling these certain things and I'm going to use this mask to kind of block the other thing that I'm actually feeling and present this because this is either A, more stronger, B, more socially acceptable, or C, I can, I'm deal, I can deal with it versus the other true emotion that I'm feeling. So there is a lot of ways that we deceive ourselves. And I think you know, having a mask is one of the worst ways of deceiving yourself because when we wear a mask, right, we carve a piece of ourselves out. You know, we, we're withholding parts of ourselves as unworthy in a way. And if you're trying to heal, whether it's from childhood experiences, whether it's through bullying at one's face, whether you know whether they're young or whether they're old, they've experienced that, whether it's through self-esteem issues, whether if you're in a relationship, if you're in a think about that, just take that take that for example, in a relationship. We can't truly be healed while we're in one unless we offer up all of us into being that person, right? You can't truly love on anybody else until you're truly yourself with them. I mean, you can't just put up a facade the rest of your life. I mean, some people can, but I don't see how that's emotionally stable or an irrational way of dealing with one's emotions. But an important thing to know is uh, we, we're not born with with these masks, right? It's It's not that you know, this is a part of our, this is the part of who we are and this is the part of who I am and I can never change it. That's not, that's not the reality. You know, we put these masks on and, you know, so you can take them off. If, if you really truly do view a part of yourself in a unworthy, shameful way, and if that's the part you're withholding, well, then you have to do some, you know, you have to do some thinking about this because, like I said, if you're not offering your true self to, to the people around you, you're kind of missing out on certain experiences that are, will be ultimately really rewarding. 
And the other thing is you're constantly lying to yourself and to others if you're wearing a mask. And that's a problem because you honesty is probably the best thing we can do for ourselves. You know, I think lying of any kind is an anathema to good relationships and to peaceful society in general. So wearing a mask is deceiving in a lot of ways, but most of the time people wear masks because they're hurting from something or they don't know how to deal with it with a part of themselves or they don't know how to deal with the way they're feeling. So they, they you know supp- uh, suppress that and put something in its place that's much more harsher, or maybe stronger. And I think something that we need to understand as human beings is it's hard to love. You know, this kind of goes into self. I mean, this is ultimately goes into self-esteem and you know self-love. It's hard to love aspects of yourself that you're not proud of. Right. It's, it's hard to do that. And humans, you know, we have free will. If we don't like something about ourselves, we can change it. Uh, it's much easier said than done. Of course, it's, it's actually very hard and very difficult to change things about yourself that you don't like. But ultimately, that's the only way to having any happiness, you know, because I'm a big believer in the concept that, you know, my moral highest moral purpose, the listeners, your guys' highest moral purpose in life is to achieve happiness and achieve it through rational means, through moral, ethical means that is centered around production and building yourself up rather than tearing people down. So I think that is the highest moral calling we have as people, as human beings, is to achieve our happiness. But when you have a mask, it's very hard to even know yourself. It's very hard to even understand who you really are, what you really believe in. And, you know, because after a while, these masks, is, it becomes harder to take off, right? And these masks eventually become intertwined with your own psyche, with your own personality. And then you end up believing this is who I am rather than admitting, well, this isn't who I am. And like I said, some people have this ability to where there was certain people and the mask is on. And then there was other people, the mask is off. And The thing is, it's like, what is it about those people that makes it acceptable versus the other people? And why is that? Why is that going on? So I think these are all relevant questions that go into the concept of why we wear masks and the damage they do, but also how can we better investigate the masks that we wear and the effects that they have in our lives? And, you know, I I saw this thing from Reddit, and it was actually really thought-provoking, and it got me thinking even more about this. And it goes through a, uh, I think this was something on a, on a book Reddit, you know, our books or something. And it's, uh, the post said, a different version of you exists in the minds of everyone who knows you. And, uh, the post goes on to say that I read a book that blew my mind. The main character goes crazy when he realized no one really knows him. The gist is that the person you think of as yourself exists only for you. And even you don't know who that really is. Um, every person you meet, have a relationship with, or make eye contact with on the street with you creates a version of you in their heads. You're not the same person to your mom, your dad, your siblings, than you are to your coworkers, your neighbors, or your friends. There are a thousand different versions of you, yourself out there in people's minds. A you exists in each version, yet your you, yourself, isn't really someone at all. And it's pretty interesting, and it's pretty funny in, in a lot of ways, and it's a, it's a very trippy concept, and I definitely think that. But it got me thinking, because I, that does resonate with me, the idea that People out there, depending on their experiences with you at a certain moment or first experiences, whatever, they do have a ver- – there is multiple versions of you, you know, quote unquote, in people's heads. 
Um, I think the more a person knows you and the closer you are with them, that version of you and yourself, the, the, the version that you yourself view yourself as, oh God, it's getting, it's getting confusing. <laughs> but the version that you know to be you, the closer you are with others, the more, the more so other people will, will know that version of you, the true version of you. And the true version of yourself, I think, contrary to what this says, isn't really someone at all. I think that's not true at all. In my in my estimation, I think the real you know version of you is you, and all these different things are just aspects you, of yourself you've shown to other people. But we as we as you know people out in the world do hide aspects of our personality behind a mask and. Sometimes, you know, you're not wearing the mask completely. Sometimes you have the mask half on, half off. You know, you are giving aspects of who you truly are to the person, but at the same time putting up this, you know, half facade in order to, like I said earlier, behave in a certain way that would make them feel a certain way. Or it could be anything, honestly. But masking, your masking is very, very strange. But it's, it's totally understandable. You know, we talk about personality psychology. You know, the definition basically of masking is a process in which individual changes or masks natural personality to conform to social pressures, abuse, and or harassment. So these are, it's it's actually a real phenomenon, not just something that we, it's not just something that we just see and have in our own lives and it's not a scientific measurable thing. And I do think that there there is something to say about the idea of what people mask and conceal their anger, their anxiety, their disgust, their embarrassment, their fear. Like I said, I think that's a major contributing factor to this. Their frustration, their sadness. And I think a lot of people take those emotions and they, they, they bury those and they mask those and usually in their stead express amusement, boredom, contempt, frustration, happiness, perceived happiness. Uh, perceived interest, and also sadness in certain ways too, to kind of make people feel the way they want to feel in a certain way, in a certain scenario. So it's hard for a lot of people to not use a mask because the mask is comforting. The mask is whoever you want it to be in that moment versus you who you know yourself to be. And for some people, and I think from, I mean, just not just some people, I think most people in certain points in their life, that that the true version of yourself isn't somewhat something you're necessarily proud of. There's something, you know, and I think everybody, if you ask anybody out there in the world and just say, hey, uh, what do you think about yourself? What do you think about your personality, who you are? If you could change anything, would you? I think most people would give a small list and a few would give a really long list. And I don't think very many would say nothing. I think that makes people fearful because if you don't like something about yourself, then why should anybody else like that? And what people are missing out on is the negative characteristics do affect a person's estimation of who you are and, you know, whether or not you're a good person or whether or not you're somebody to uh, to be with it in terms of a relationship or a friendship. But I think something that people don't talk about and don't uh, realize is if you have negative characteristics, which which we all do in our personality, we all have these. Most people don't just go ahead and deal with them straightforward. And I think if you do go ahead and deal with these issues straightforward and be honest about them, individuals in your life will notice that, notice you're, you're actually working towards something 
and working towards something versus ignoring it and burying it in your head is a much more adult and positive way of dealing with the issues that we all face. So it's relatable to everybody because they, they've been through it or they know people going, currently going through it. And this is a, an important thing that they understand and they know, but it's not talked about because when people talk about it, they, they're often in fear that they're going to be looked at or seemed, oh, this person's so fake. They just put up this facade. This person is just a phony. And I can see that fear being you know, somewhat legitimate because if you're somebody who relies heavily on masks and then you want to start being honest with people, it's going to come to a shock for a lot of people. Like, well, that's not really what you're interested in. It's like, no, no, I just said that because you like that. And it, it becomes very weird for a lot of people. But if, if you're not someone who heavily relies on masks, obviously it's much easier to take off the mask more frequently and be yourself and be comfortable with yourself and work on the things that you're not necessarily proud of. It's much hard, easier to do that, but if you are willing and open to that, but if you're not willing and open to even acknowledge this and then in the next week or next month to say, hey, I'm going to start acknowledging this, it will be a shock to yourself and to other people because in a way, these masks, like I said, worn long enough, become an alter ego in a strange, weird way. They become who people see you as. And I do think it's a masking your behavior is is dangerous because it's tough because it doesn't allow you to share yourself with others and to share your, your beautiful, wonderful characteristics and qualities. But also, like I said, the negative qualities that maybe will make you look more human and uh, make you more relatable that you just don't realize because most people tend to believe that these characteristics or qualities are big no-nos and shouldn't even be discussed, like uh, being angry, having anger towards something, being disgusted by certain behaviors or actions, you know, having anxiety. You know, people post a lot about, oh, anxiety and depression, and I've talked about this. In most of my life, dealing with anxiety and depression, never did it occur to me that maybe these masks and that these different versions of myself that people have in their heads Maybe what's really going on here is that I'm just really anxious and I'm kind of sad or depressed about certain things and I'm afraid to admit that to other people that I'm not doing well. And I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to admit that I'm not doing well and that I might be frustrated or, or sad or I'm afraid, uh, afraid of my anger or afraid of my anxiety or my depression, whatever it might be, right? So what you end up doing is putting on these other things like being easily amused and bored and this fake happiness and all this other stuff. It's a way to mask one's emotions, but it's also a way to mask one's, you know, mental health issues. I do think that if you want to start taking your life seriously and if you want to move forward and live a good life where you can achieve happiness, I don't think masking your emotions and, and putting on a mask for other people in order to impress or to whatever, I don't think that's the recipe for success in terms of being happy. I don't think I don't think there's a connection there at all and being happy. For me, it's it's very important. Like I said, I do think 
fighting for your happiness is the most important thing you can do in your life. And happiness is not to be achieved at the command of like emotional whims at all. Happiness is a state of non-contradictory joy in a lot of ways. You know, joy without penalty or guilt, a joy that does not clash with any of your values and does not work for your own destruction, not the joy of escaping from your mind, but using your mind's fullest power, you know, not the joy of, you know, faking the reality, but of achieving values that are real to you and mean something to you. And I, I don't think you can, I don't think you can be that way unless you're, unless you're rational, unless you're honestly trying to be a rational being, live in this world. And you know, happiness is, is, a, is the successful state of life. Suffering is a warning signal, failure of, you know, the end of life. And I think this, this concept of a mask is so dangerous because it can prevent one from looking deeper into themselves and actually dealing with their mental health issues, which leads to long-term issues, long-term problems. And it doesn't lead to happiness in the long run. It leads to mistakes. It leads to mistakes in friendships and relationships. It leads to all different problems. But I, I do, I do think, and I do believe that there is a way into, there is a way past the mask, right? There is a way, because like I had this concept a while ago called the cardboard cutout self, and it was a take on the mask, right? But it was even worse. That's, and this got me thinking again about it. That concept is, okay, instead of wearing a mask, you have a cardboard cutout version of yourself that you hide behind and display to people. So it's not only that you put on a mask, but it's you put on a mask and check out. And for a lot of people, that that is a reality. And you put on this mask for the occasion and you just mentally check out, emotionally just check out and just continue this facade. And a lot of people don't realize they do that in their everyday in interactions with their friends, loved ones, family. But it happens. Putting on a mask happens. And it, like I said, it, it's it's not – it's not part of the road to success, happiness, love. It doesn't lead there. It just leads to self-deception. Self-deception is – the worst thing you can do is lie. But the most like egregious thing you can possibly do when it comes to you know honesty and, and lying and all this stuff is lying to yourself. Lying to yourself is probably the worst thing you can do to yourself because you don't – the moment you lie to yourself is the moment you view yourself as, number one, stupid. Number two, unable to think. And that's not true. Neither of those things are true. But we allow ourselves to believe certain things about ourselves in order to lessen the guilt about making a certain choice like putting on a mask constantly. This stems, this stems from dealing with our emotions, right? Most people don't. Most people don't deal with their emotions at all, to be honest with you. It's, it's tough because emotions in a lot of ways are automatic results of a person's value judgment integrated by our subconscious. Emotions are estimates of that which further our values or threatens them. So if something happens to you that affects, your, affects you in an emotional way, saddens you or pisses you off or whatever there's there's a way to deal with that emotion you know take it in integrate it feel it actually feel it and then process it and let it go and move on 
most people just don't do that. And the way emotions work is that you have certain emotions that you're conscious about, and there's even more emotions that you're just not conscious about at all. You can be conscious to them if you start, if you actively meditate on these emotions, but most people just don't do that. Most people just let these emotions come in and then stay in and then just never process it. And sometimes they don't even know it's happening because in a lot of ways, a lot of your emotions are subconscious and they haven't come to the forefront of your mind in order for you to take it all in and understand it, for you to process it and then integrate the knowledge you learn from those emotions. Having masks, putting up masks is a fantastic way of not processing. Of, it's a fantastic way of not having to deal or process your emotions. It's fantastic. It does a great job. You forget all about it, at least for a moment, and then boom, you know, you're perky happy and excited to be at this event, even though your inner mind is not at ease. Your subconscious, in a way, is like a computer. It's, it's the most complex computer you can think of. And the main function is the integration of our ideas, of, of your ideas. People ask, oh, well, what, if, if your mind is, your subconscious is like that, who, who programs this, this computer? The answer is your conscious mind. Your conscious mind programs your unconscious mind in a lot of ways. If you don't have any firm uh, convictions, your subconscious is really programmed by chance and you deliver yourself into the power of ideas you don't know you have accepted. But the other way around, if your computer gives you this ability, the opposite of that in a lot of ways, your conscious mind can then take out these readouts from the computer, which are basically emo emotions, and you can calculate how these have affected you or where these are at, and how does this, how does this affect you according to your own values that you have? How do these emotions that you feel conflict with your values, if any, if at all? And if not, more power to you. It is a difficult topic because it is a little conceptual, but we always talk about thinking on this show, critical thinking, and uh, I do believe critical thinking is is the most the most important thing that we're missing in our society. And I do feel that a lot of people just put it put it on the wayside and just never really take it seriously. I mean, seriously as using your your feelings to dictate your reality and your the way you go about things. So I think critical feeling is is fantastic. But critical thinking is fantastic. But the thing is, I think critical feeling is another concept that a lot of people haven't talked about. That means in a lot of in a lot of ways the whole group feel, the idea that a group, you know, the whole the concept of groupthink, take that and do it, you know, translate it to emotions. That happens a lot. If you're critically thinking, you're able to escape the groupthink and find out what your values are, what you what you place highest, what do you think is the most important thing for you. And the same thing with your emotions and feelings. One of my favorite concepts is overfeeling. You know, people people say the the term so you're overthinking this, but very rarely do people say you're overfeeling this. And I think sometimes 
with our emotions, if we feel something, right, feel a negative emotion, right? And like, let's say you choose to bury it by, by masking your emotions. You're never actually processing it, right? So that negative feeling you might have or whatever will manifest itself in your personality and will create negative traits in your personality or continue to, you know, exacerbate those negative traits. And then over time, you're going to be not looking at – you're not going to be using your emotions as a tool. Your emotions are going to drive you around and you're going to be overfeeling and not using your your critical feeling skills, your critical thinking skills to actually judge how much this is actually affecting you or not. It'll – you know, everything will depress you. Everything will bring you down. Everything will give you anxiety because you're not dealing with these things. And it's important to – if something happens to you and it causes you sadness, feel sad now. Don't bury it and then and then get depressed over a matter of months and then feel sad, you know, for 6 7 months. That's not that's not healthy. It doesn't lead to a good life. It doesn't lead to happiness. But so many times we all do that. You know, this is something that we do is like we feel sadness about certain thing and then we just never deal with it. Never actually feel it and then bury it and then we wonder why we're miserable for the last, you know, four or five months. We're overfeeling because we're not dealing with these emotions. We're not taking them in. We're not integrating them. It's a huge issue. It's a huge problem because you have to learn how to control your emotions so your emotions don't control you. You have to regulate your emotions, right? You have to actively make yourself mentally stronger. You know, it's important to experience these uncomfortable emotions, but don't stay stuck in them forever. You know, managing your emotions isn't suppressing them in the slightest. You know, ignoring your sadness or pretending you don't feel a certain pain won't make the emotions go away. Most unaddressed emotional wounds get worse over time, significantly worse. And it forces you to not look at your life objectively, but also it can lead to unhealthy coping mechanisms like drinking, drugs, food, all types of things. So I think it's important to acknowledge your feelings and your emotions when you're going – when it first hits you, experience your emotions, but don't, don't live in them. You can take control of your mood. You can turn your life around. You can turn your day around. You know, if you're angry, you can choose to calm down. If you're frustrated, you can choose to think about what is frustrating you and, you know, break it up, break it down and see what really is at the crux of the problem. And can you fix it? There's no use in getting emotional or overly emotional about things that you can't control. I mean, obviously, if if somebody passes away, of course, it might be emotional, but I'm not saying that. I'm saying if there is something happens it's out of your control and you can't – you're not at fault in any way. Don't blame yourself. Don't feel like you did something wrong. You have to be able and, and be willing to reframe your thoughts. So your emotional state of mind or affects the way you perceive events. So if you're feeling anxious and – you go out and have a good time and whatever and everybody else is having a great time. You might tend to think differently about the engagement 
that you felt awkward and people thought you were awkward. You, you might you might be thinking those things. You have to re- you reframe your thoughts to, to develop a more objective view of what's really going on in the world. And if you go into events being negative, you're not going to – I mean it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy in a lot of ways. But that's not an objective way of looking at an event or an engagement of some kind. It doesn't lead you to becoming mentally stronger. It leads to behaviors that allow and encourage masking and wearing a mask in order to present aspects of yourself that you might be proud of or might think that are, are attractive or whatever. We can't continue to lie to ourselves and to others. It doesn't lead to a very stable mindset. Matter of fact, it leads to a very clouded and sad mindset because, like I said, when you can't truly express who you are to others, it is actually kind of sad. I don't think people think about it like this way that much, that your true self is so – when somebody appreciates something about your true self, whether it's an interest you have, whether it's the way you think about something, the way you feel about something. When someone expresses, like, wow, that's awesome. That's an awesome thing about you. It's so rewarding. Or when somebody notices one of your faults and then it sees you working to make it better, like, wow, hey, you're really doing an awesome job, you know, working on that. If you don't share, you will never hear those things. If you don't be honest with yourself and be honest and take off the mask, you won't be able to have those moments. And those moments are so rewarding because Number one, they're self, they're, they're affirming, you know, that, that I'm doing the right thing, that you're doing the right thing. But they also retool and readjust you to give you a little extra more fuel to keep going in the right direction. You can't stay in the mask. You can't be the mask. The mask will eventually fade over time. And people will know you put on masks. You know, if you're with your really close group of friends that you don't put a mask on for and then you hang out with other people, and you put on a mask, they're like, oh, man, you're acting a little different. They know what's up. They know what's good. That's the reality of this. And unfortunately, it doesn't lead to people trusting you if you wear these multiple masks or different masks. It leads to people not trusting you. It leads to people not taking you seriously. It leads to people not to be able to be willing to be open with you. It causes trust issues within friend groups and relationships if you put on a mask and are not honest about your emotions with the people you you know profess to care about or profess to love if you can't be honest with the people you profess to love who can you really be honest with definitely not yourself definitely not anybody else people people know will find that out one way or the other if they spend enough time with you Oh, this is an actual aspect of your personality that, you know, you haven't really been showing me over the, you know, the last few years. I mean, that's why some people, they don't take into effect or take into consideration that when they're, you know, putting on these masks that, hey, these masks are good for, you know, hanging out every once in a while, but they're not good for long term. You know, I see this person a lot. Therefore, this mask is becoming or fading more and more every time. I can't keep this I can't keep this facade up. It becomes very stressful. It becomes very anxiety-ridden and it leads to a lot of lying to yourself. 
But the worst thing, in my estimation, is when you actually believe you are the mask. Because you've been living with this mask for so long, you don't know who you really are anymore. You don't know if you have a true self, like that Reddit post was mentioning. I think when you wear a mask long enough, you can get there. I think I don't blame people for being there in that place. I don't think it says anything about your moral character. I don't think it says anything about your value, your worth. But I, I think it does say something about the way you deal and process emotions. And like I was talking about earlier, there's so many ways we can deal with and process our emotions and be honest with ourselves and others to avoid the mask becoming our main personality and then over time we lose ourselves. I've been in that position in the past where you put on a mask and you tend to lose who you really are and you have to rediscover yourself in a lot of ways. It's tough. Especially if you, you know, you try to, you know, work on impressing people and not work on being yourself and enjoying your life, finding happiness, true happiness. This is, we get one, I mean, I, I don't believe in afterlife, so we get one chance at this life. One. And I think it's important to realize that. I think once you're able to realize that, the concept, the idea that the highest moral virtue of yourself is to make yourself happy, and happiness isn't just some whim, happiness is long-term achievement of your goals. And that is your highest moral uh, virtue to, to accomplish. Your highest moral good is to achieve your happiness rationally and not to achieve momentary pleasure and then poof, it's gone. It's not to develop relationships and friendships that are based on falsitudes and fake personalities and mask wearing. That doesn't lead anywhere. It doesn't lead to happiness. It doesn't lead to success. It doesn't lead to meaningful, wonderful relationships. It doesn't lead to anywhere. So I think it's I think it's essential for us to take this concept of the mask, take the concept of masking our emotions, and realize and try to see when do we do this and why do we do it. Like I said, I think something important for us to do is realize – when do we act completely like ourselves and who is it with? Where is it? And what's my mood usually like? And when do we change the way we act? And where are we? You know, what, who are the people around me at that time? And what's my mood like? Now, I don't, I don't mean this to not, I don't mean the removal of a mask to say, so there's some things about quote unquote a mask that might be important. So for instance, I had a friend that had a birthday party, was very tired, woke up super early, I uh, was traveling, and it was uh, it was a long day, you know, but I got there, had a wonderful time, didn't allow myself to not acknowledge that I wasn't tired, but I didn't allow that to drag me down and make me a party pooper, right? Because a lot of people can be tired and just go to an event and just complain the whole time and not have a good time. But it it's not like I I added anything to myself to make me more – it's not like I was faking my excitement or happiness because I wasn't. But a lot of people will either be honest about, their, oh, I'm tired and then complain or just be all 
happy and excited and everything and not acknowledge their true feelings. So I think it's important or the true or the way they actually feel in the moment. So I think it's really essential for us to be honest with ourselves, but also be honest with the people around us, like I said. And I, I think allowing yourself, if you're going to go to an event and you know you're not going to be, if you say you have, you have a birthday party or uh, an engagement party and you're, you know if you go there, you're not going to be in the best mood and you're going to treat, might treat people not necessarily the best way, it's probably a good idea to stay home. It's, not, it's probably not a good idea to fake that and go there and get frustrated with somebody and then get really angry. <laughs> and people think you're an asshole. <laughs> so I, I do think there is something to say about realizing your emotional state in the moment and realizing whether it's not good or not to engage in certain activities. But I think that that comes to what I was saying earlier about emotional regulation and understanding that masking your feelings are not a way of life. You know, acting like everything's fine when it isn't, saying you don't care about something when you really do. Pretending to be super nice when you're really angry inside, uh, acting angry when you feel that when you're actually your real feelings, true feelings are, are, are hurt, pain. Masks keep you from admitting to yourself that you have a problem with your feelings in one way or the other. So you don't want to hide from yourself, right? The most important, Jim Morrison said, the most important kind of the, uh, from the doors. The most important kind of freedom is to be what you really are. You trade in reality for a role. You trade in your sense for an act. You give up your ability to feel in exchange to put on a mask. And he was right in a lot of ways right there. People put this on so they don't have to feel or express their truth, their true feelings. And many people do keep their true feelings much more hidden than others do. Not everybody's equal on that level. People always seem like, why? Oh, why are some people keep their true feelings and emotions hidden while others are more forthright and comfortable in expressing that? Well, I think it has a lot to do with the ability to regulate your, your emotions, the ability to be more more mature about your emotions, but the ability to be honest with oneself. And I think that's what we're missing here. We... We don't want to seem like we have any issues. We don't want to seem like there isn't any problems in our lives because that would you know, degrade us in some way or bring us down in some way that other people will look at us funny. But like I said, if, if, you're, if you are more confident and feel comfortable within your own skin, you'll be much more willing to express your feelings and your emotions to others. We, we disguise these emotions. You know, the emotional pain that comes in, 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 the, in the advent of negative beliefs about ourselves, evoke a particular person or situation, evoked by a particular person or situation, they might, it's very fear-inducing. Like I said, many different types of fears can be working in the background to create hidden, these hidden feelings. So all I can say is be aware of these feelings that you that are hiding that you might try to mask rather than doing that, maybe taking them in, absorbing them, integrating them, confronting with them, you know, contending with them. I think that might be a healthier way towards promoting the most honest version of yourself to come out, your true self to come out and 
to grace people with it. Because your honest self, your true self, if you, like I said, if it's, if you've been working on yourself and working on your uh, self-knowledge, your true, your true personality, your true self is a wonderful human being. But like I said, if there's issues in your true self that you know exist, you have free will, work on them, switch them around, change them up, make it better, and then go out there and present your true self. There's nothing to fear about working. I mean, working on yourself is hard work. You know, making sure that you 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 work on your emotional clarity, work on your emotional processing skills, work on your honesty skills, especially with yourself. It's tough work. It's not easy work, but it's the most rewarding work you can do because you allow it'll allow you to be truthful with others. It'll allow you to be truthful with yourself and to honestly, truthfully share your emotions and your feelings. It's essential to understand that we are meant to be ourselves. That's who we are. It's not like it's something you know strange or an anathema to, under, to our understanding. We're meant to be ourselves because that's who we are. There's nothing to be ashamed of of who you are. Unless there's actually something in your in your character that you know is wrong and isn't 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 up to your own values or isn't up to isn't up to what you see as virtues and you know it's a negative trait, work like I said, work on it. You have free will. Work on that negative trait. Try to remove that negative trait from your from your personality. Replace it with a positive one. It'll take a long time to do it, but it's worth it. If you want to be worth a damn to yourself or to anybody else. And I mean that seriously. Because if you have, uh, you know, a treasure trove of negative traits, no one's going to be your friend or love you, seriously. So, yeah, realize that these emotions are important and that masking them is, is extremely negative. But also realize that the negative traits that you choose to, to mask can be worked on and it's not something to be in, a, in total shame of, a total despair about. You got free will. You can change your negative traits and you don't have to keep masking your emotions and masking who you are. So I do want to thank you all for listening and for uh, joining the conversation today on the masks we wear and why we wear them and why uh, working on your emotional regulation and your emotional management is much more of effective and better way to reach happiness than wearing different masks to uh, – Hide your true feelings. So I want to thank you again and have a good one. Take care.